we head to all sorts of exotic locations on the country, and this is one of the most exotic I think we've ever visited. Mallorca, Spain, where we find Bruce Cottrell, a well-known Herald columnist. Of course, he's the guy behind Bike for Blokes as well. And Bruce, before we talk about your excellent piece, opinion piece in the Herald, you're on your bike in Mallorca as well. Yes, my wife and I, Jamie, we're just, uh, we're just having a couple of weeks away on holiday and we're those active relaxer types. So, um, so we've just had six days riding in Mallorca. We've got one day to go today and then we're off to Sardinia to do it all again. I thought you might bike your way up to Paris for the All Black game. Yes, awfully tempting, Jamie, but uh, those ticket prices are just a bit steep for a humble fellow like me. <laughs> well, get, get a loan from your brother. He's got plenty, I hear. I shouldn't say that. Hey, look, I want to talk about the piece you wrote in the Herald. You wrote it about pride, and as you said, as I travel overseas, I'm always a Kiwi and a very proud one, but that passion is gradually fading. We hear people talking about leaving. They've had enough. And then you go on to write, this week, two events in particular stopped me in my tracks and forced me to question my pride in my country. Bruce, tell me, pray well, tell think, more. I, well, I think, you know, we are proud Kiwis and, and we've got that wonderful heritage, haven't we, of the, of the little guy that boxes above his weight. And, and when we travel or when visitors come to New Zealand, typically they talk to us about, about those things, you know, what makes us so, so good. Um, but the people you talk to internationally now are more likely to say, what the hell's going on in your country? And I think, you know, the two things that, that you refer to that that made me, I guess, sit up and take notice last week, the first one was when the finance minister and the prime minister stood up and said, you know, we're going to, we've um, identified $4 billion of savings opportunities over the next four years. And I get grumpy when politicians spit out numbers without any relativity. Um, and those $4 billion of savings that they're talking about is $4 billion out of the $92.5 billion additional they're planning to spend over those four years. And this is a, this is a government that's increased total crown expenditure by 50% uh, from, you know, from $99 billion a year to $151 billion a year. Uh, they're borrowing to do it. Our debt's gone to, from 60 to $160 billion. Um, and and when, in the back... If that's the background, then an announcement of $4 billion of savings, it's really like playing around with the petty cash tin. But they try to make it sound like something that it's not. But Bruce Cottrell, how much of that can be fairly and squarely blamed on the COVID pandemic? Well, I think you can allocate some to, you know, if you, if you say, OK, government spending's gone from $99 billion to $151 billion. Let's apply 3% inflation. Um, so that probably takes you to 115. Let's say we needed to sort out teachers and nurses and, and a bit of infrastructure. That, that might take you to, to 120, $10 billion for COVID. Um, there's still 20 or $25 billion. This is every year, Jamie, remember? This is not a one-off. This is every single year. There's, uh, there's another 20 or $25 billion. I just don't know where the money goes. Well, a lot of it's wasteful government spending. You did the sums. We're, not, uh, we're, uh, from, we're certainly not seeing it in roads, roads no. and hospitals and, and schools. Absolutely agree with you. In the years 2012 to 2017, I guess that was the uh, un, under the National Party, government expenditure increased by 1.5% a year. I'm quoting you here. Since 2017, uh, it's increased by almost 9% a year. Yep. And, um, and you just got to remember, as I say, that money's every year. It's not that these are not one-offs. So, so the announcement of a $4 billion 
um, you know, projected savings. I just, I just thought the way that that was amped up and ma- tried to make, you know, look amazing. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was actually just a distraction and and what I guess we're seeing a lot of that with this campaign. Okay, let's have a look at the other one that uh, irks you and that's the fact that, and this this one irks me, New Zealand has the second lowest GDP growth in the world uh, for 2024 forecast. We're going to be 159 out of 160 countries. We're 159th equal with Italy, which is a bit of a basket case, but the good news is Bruce, we're beating Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, isn't that fantastic? We're uh, we're not on the bottom rung of the ladder, um, and Equatorial Guinea is behind us. But uh, so that's the IMF's projected GDP growth for 2024 that you that you're quite rightly talking about. That was the other thing I became aware of last night, uh, last week rather, that that triggered the column. And so you know we stand up on the so-called podium of truth and say we're happy with the state of our economy. Um, meanwhile, we're um, we're the bottom of the OECD in terms of our current account deficit as a percentage of GDP, and then this one comes out. We're 159th out of 160 on um, anticipated or forecast GDP growth in 2024, and that puts us behind just about every basket case economy in the world, and that's not the place that New Zealand should be. And uh, as I've said to a few people over the last few days. I'm uh, maybe I'm just too competitive, but I don't like us being in that position. And I think uh, New Zealand should be better, deserves to be better. And um, the fact that we're not makes uh, makes me and probably a whole lot of other people a bit grumpy. Believe it or not, Zimbabwe, Greece, and Venezuela are ahead of us. What does that say about our economy? Are you going to stay in Mallorca if there's not a change of government? <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, the sun's shining every day, so that that certainly makes it a bit easier. All right. Hey, uh, just while I've got you, I've mentioned uh, you're a well-known business uh, commentator, company director, Herald columnist. You've got uh, your fingers in a lot of pies, and one of them is fantastic uh, charity fundraising organisation called Bikes for Blokes, and I think you're going to be biking around Lake Taupo in November. Yes, Jamie, we're joining the Lake Taupo Cycle Challenge the big cycling event on the calendar really every year on the 25th of November and we're taking a, a crew of Bike for Blokes riders with us and uh, we're saying to people, anybody who wants to do the Lake Taupo ride and in, in the process raise $1,000 for for the Bike for Blokes charity, um, anybody who wants to do that can um, get in touch and what we'll do is uh, we'll start with them, we'll, we'll try and seed people so as you can ride at your own pace but uh, everybody who raises $1,000 will give them a Bike for Blokes cycling top um, that they don't have to pay for to, to ride in on the day. And we're hoping to have sort of you know 20 or 30 Bike for Blokes riders out there on Lake Taupo on the 25th of November. Well, Bruce, you know I would love to join you, and I'm doing all the hard yards and training, but unfortunately that weekend <laughs> I'm leading a contingent of golfers from the Otago Golf Club down for a southern swing into Southland and South Otago. Hey, mate, enjoy uh, the rest of your time in Mallorca <laughs> and go the ABs, eh? Go the ABs, absolutely. We're looking forward to that one. I have to find a television screen in a, in a bar somewhere, but I'm sure I'll manage that.